Good morning and welcome to the product of IT Cybersecurity Daily number 287. It is Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. I am your host, Scott Gumbar, and we haven't talked about solar winds in a few days. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning and happy hump day. More importantly, happy inauguration day. Inauguration 2021. And what a whirlwind it is be it has been. It is be. Yes. We're gonna take English classes next. Um wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be wonderful. If you do that, then I don't know, I might make it to inauguration day 2025. We'll see about that. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business. You can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn and join the Get HIPAA Compliance group. You'll learn all kinds of HIPAA information there. Today we will be talking about the healthcare data breach report for the year of 2020, which saw a 25% increase in breaches. Um, so that's not going to be good news, and I think a lot of that was the second half. So, But before we get to that, Google Chrome 88 has been released. Rest in peace to Flash Player and FTP support. You know, I, I, I'm in a Facebook, I'm in a few Facebook groups. And in one of those groups, somebody mentioned that they had a, and I may have already talked about this, but they, they mentioned they had a client who's a dentist who uses some uh, dental practice management software that requires Flash Player. And I just couldn't believe that it, you know, somebody somewhere is still using it. They say it's highly customized and so forth. Get rid of Flash. It's done. It's over. Adobe doesn't support it anymore. Nobody else is going to support it. Nobody else is going to. It's already being blocked by Microsoft. Um, now Chrome is getting rid of it. And also FTP. Like There's rumors that the SolarWinds compromise involved potentially involved FTP. Why are we using FTP? FTP is extremely insecure. Your your everything is transmitted in clear text, and it's just it's unreal. So anyway, go update Google Chrome. Should be Google Chrome. I don't see the version number here. Let me see if I can do it without actually updating anything. I don't want to lose all my stuff here. Yeah, there's an update for me. It's updating now as we speak. We're doing a live update on this podcast right now. See how quick it really is. It is almost done. This is exciting stuff, guys. If I was recording my screen right now, this is actually one of the slower Google Chrome updates I've seen in a while. It could be because I'm recording. And then now it is done. And so it's going to ask me to restart Google Chrome still not done it says 100% but it's I'm still getting spinning wheel so it should be Google Chrome 88.0.4324.96 uh, that did take a minute to upload update so that was one of the longer Chrome updates I've seen in a while uh, so flash player removed FTP um, capabilities removed uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago um, with Facebook Messenger, but apparently it's bigger than that. Vulnerabilities found in multiple video conferencing mobile applications. 
allowed attackers to listen to user surroundings without permission before the person on the other end picked up the calls. The bugs were found in Signal, Google Duo, Facebook Messenger, GeoChat, which I've never heard of, it's J-I-O Chat, and Mocha, also never heard of, messaging apps that are now are all are now all fixed. So before you were able to eavesdrop, potentially they had mentioned Facebook Messenger a few weeks ago, but apparently again these other ones, Signal, Google Duo, GeoChat, Mocha, and Facebook Messenger. I don't know if Facebook Messenger includes WhatsApp, but um, so you were able to do that before. Uh, Linux devices under attack by new Freakout malware. This is on ThreatPost. Freakout malware is adding infected Linux devices to a botnet in order to launch distributed denial of service attacks and crypto mining attacks, so both which are very resource intensive types of attacks. So this Freakout malware has a variety of capabilities. Those include port scanning, information gathering, and data packet, and network sniffing. It is actively adding infected Linux devices to a botnet and has the ability to launch DDoS, which is short for Distributed Denial of Service, and network flooding attacks, which is similar, as well as crypto mining activity. Um, so be on the lookout for that. It doesn't look like it singles out Debian or um, Red Hat. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Um, doesn't seem like it 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 uh, has a favorite. It looks like it's across all Linux devices. DNS Spook and it's spelled S P O O. It's actually DN DN Spook S P O O Q. Bugs let attackers hijack DNS on millions of devices. So this is a little scary. Israel-based security consultancy firm JSOF disclosed today seven DNS mask vulnerabilities, collectively known as DNS spook or DN spook, that can be exploited to launch DNS cache poisoning, remote code execution, and denial of service attacks against millions of affected devices. DNS mask is a popular and open source domain name system forwarding software that adds DNS caching and dynamic host configuration protocol server capabilities to networking equipment it runs on. So we have this new DNS vulnerability being tracked. So it's not that new because they're all tracked as 2020, but 2020-2586, CVE 2020-2586, CVE 2020-25684, and 2020-685 allow for DNS cache poisoning attacks, also known as DNS spoofing. DNS poison, if you don't know, DNS cache poisoning is an attack method that allows threat actors to replace legitimate DNS records on a device with ones of their choosing. Um, over 1 million vulnerable devices are exposed. I uh, don't, doesn't say, okay, routers, VPNs, smartphones, tablets, infotainment systems, I believe that's those that are the ones in the cars. Modems, access points, drones, and similar equipment not accessible over internet also vulnerable to attacks. Um, so those are all the different types of devices. Shodan, which is a website that you can go to to look for different types of services exposed to the internet. This is where a lot of people go to look for remote desktop protocol servers exposed to the internet. It says that there's over 630,000 um, I'm sorry, it says there's over 1 million 
devices exposed to the internet those are servers and 630,000 according to binary edge and then with millions of other routers VPNs, smartphones tablets infotainment systems modems access points drones and similar equipment um, mitigation steps configure DNS mask not to listen on WAN interfaces if unnecessary in your environment reduce the maximum queries of allowed to be forwarded with the option DNS forward max equals the default is 150 but it could be lowered temporarily disable DNS sec validation option until you get a patch use protocols that provide transport security for DNS such as DOT over D or DOH those are the new um, new DNS DNS over HTTPS and DNS over I believe TLS this will mitigate DNS spook but may have other security and privacy implications consider your own setup security goals and risks before doing this reducing the maximum size of eDNS messages will likely mitigate some of the vulnerabilities this however has not been tested it is against the recommendation of the relevant RFC 5625 so take a look at your network and see what you need to do we have a few stories here about SolarWinds um, two of them are kind of tied together but so first up on Bleeper Computer Malwarebytes says SolarWinds hackers accessed its internal emails so cybersecurity firm Malwarebytes yesterday confirmed that the threat actor behind the SolarWinds supply chain attack were able to gain access to some company emails while Malwarebytes does not use SolarWinds we like we like many other companies were recently targeted by the same threat actor Malwarebytes CEO and co-founder Marcin Klesinski said we can't confirm the existence of another intrusion vector that works by abusing applications with privileged access to Microsoft Office 365 and Azure environments so it's not good it's, it sounds to me that it's possible that the SolarWinds hackers are still on somebody's maybe a CSP account which is a Microsoft Office 365 partner account it's not me, Malwarebytes is not my client. Um, but it sounds like they're still in somewhere and have not been rooted out yet, is what it sounds like to me, because this is not the first time we're hearing that they found their way in through Office 365 and Azure environments. Um, SolarWinds hackers used 7-zip code to hide Raindrop Cobalt Strike Loader this is also bleeping computer but at the same time this is now the fourth um, different malware variant found in the SolarWinds supply chain attack the ongoing analysis of the SolarWinds supply chain attack uncovered a fourth malicious tool that researchers called, mal uh, called raindrop and was used for distribution across computers on the victim network so in other words it got in and they spread it's a trojan the hackers used Raindrop to deliver a Cobalt Strike beacon to select victims that were of interest and which had already been compromised through the Trojanized SolarWinds Orion update. So they weren't done when they got in. There are currently four pieces of malware identified in the SolarWinds cyber attack believed to be the work of a Russian threat actor, which we've talked about. There's Sunspot, the initial malware used to inject backdoors into the Orion platform builds, Sunburst or SolarGate, depending on who you talk to, the malware planted in Orion updates, which was the one first discovered, distributed to thousands of SolarWinds customers, and I believe they're saying 18,000. Teardrop post-exploitation tool delivered by Sunburst on select victims deploy customized 
Cobalt Strike Beacons and now Raindrop with the newly uncovered malware that is similar to Teardrop. It was disguised as 7-zip file to load Cobalt Strike. This is why they always tell you don't download and ex extract zip files if you don't know what it is. If you didn't expect it, you don't know what it is, don't extract it. It doesn't matter what you think it is because what you think it is and what it really is could be two different things. So this continues to expand um, no indication of uh, no indication of when that may have been on the network uh, so so it's showing on victim networks as early as May of last year and some in July so it's hard to say when it was actually on the SolarWinds network or if it was and if it, or if they just used it when they got to the victim the SolarWinds client computers, servers, networks, whatever. And then ThreatPost, of course, has similar information, but um, the fact that they used a, f you know, a freely, I use 7-Zip, a lot of people use 7-Zip, it's free, it's easy to use, it's powerful. Um, but I'll tell you, you know, this is going back 20, 30 years, you don't unzip files, you don't know what they are. And we have the 2020 Healthcare Data Breach Report which says there's a 25% increase in breaches in 2020. This is the this is on HIPAA Journal. More large healthcare data breaches were reported in 2020 than any other year since the High Tech Act called for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights to start publishing healthcare data breach figures on its website. In 2020, healthcare data breaches of 500 or more records were reported at a rate of more than one more than 176 per day. That is pretty insane. 2020 saw 642 large data breaches reported by healthcare providers, health plans, healthcare clearinghouses, and business business associates of those entities. 25% more than 2019, which was also a record-breaking year. More than twice the number of data breaches are now being reported than six years ago, and three times the number of data breaches that occurred in 2010. Key takeaways: 25% year-over-year increase in healthcare data breaches. Healthcare data breaches have doubled since 2014. 642 healthcare data breaches of 500 or more records were reported in 2020. Um, so I'm not, oh, it's 1.76, that's why. I, I was thought that number was weird. It's 1.76 per day. So 642 healthcare data, so almost two, data breaches of 500 or more records were reported in 2020. 76 data breaches of 500 or more healthcare records were reported each day in 2020. 2020 saw more than 29 million healthcare records breached. One breach involved more than 10 million records, and 63 saw more than 100,000 records breached. The 10 million, uh, I, you know what? I was going to say it's Blackboard, but I don't think it is. I think it's somebody else, so we'll get to that. I think I said it yesterday, actually. Hacking IT incidents accounted for 67% of data breaches and 92% of breached records. 3,705 data breaches of 500 or more records have been reported since October of 2009. 78 million healthcare records have been breached since October 2009. So in 11 years, 78 million records. Uh, and then it shows U.S. healthcare data breaches of 500 plus records. In 2009, it was 18. Now, I don't know if they started in January of 2009 or not, but 2009 was 18. 2010 it was 199, same for 2011. 
and it just goes up a little bit each year to 2014 where it's 314 then it comes down to 270 and up to 329 and then again it keeps going up to 2019 is 512 and 2020 is 642 records exposed in u.s healthcare data breaches not the worst year not the best year either so the worst year was 2015 where we saw 113 million uh 2019 was the second worst year at 41 million and so last year was the third worst year 29 million 900 or 298,012 the largest data breaches of 2020 so let's go through this real quick trinity health business associate 3 million 3.3 million mednax services business associate 1.3 million inova Health Systems, a healthcare provider, just over a million. Magellan Health Inc., Health Plan, just over a million. Dental Care Alliance, which was a recent one, Business Associate, one million. Luxottica of America, Business Associate, 829,000. Northern Light Health, Business Associate, 657,000. So of the top, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Of the top seven, five are business associates. If you don't think the OCR is going to start cracking down, and we did see the first business associate penalty in 2020, if you don't think they're going to start cracking down on business, on business associates, you better guess again. Um, f- where were we? Health Share of Oregon, Health Plan, 654,000. Florida Orthopedic Institute, Healthcare Provider, Elkhart Emergency Physicians, Healthcare Provider, Aetna Ace, Health Plan, St. Luke's Foundation, Healthcare Provider, North Shore University Health System, Healthcare Provider, SCL Health, Colorado Advent Health, New Vance Health, Magellan RX Management, which was a business associate, the Baton Rouge Clinic, Allegheny Health Network, and Northeast Radiology round out the biggest breaches of 2020. Main causes, 15 loss, 16 improper disposal, that's like throwing them in the dumpster. Theft, 39, so loss and theft you could combine because those that's the result of not encrypting devices. Unauthorized access or disclosure, 143, and then hacking and IT incident, 429, where IT is not doing their job, or it's not, or maybe the healthcare provider just doesn't care about IT, whatever it could be. Um, the number of records exposed for hacking and IT incident was 26,949,000. When you consider that the total for 2020 was 29000000 million, almost all of it was hacking or IT incident for records. Unauthorized access or disclosure was 787,000 records, theft 806,000, improper disposal 585,000, and loss 170,000. Location of breach data. This is this one always intrigues me. So 16 of them were laptops, 17 other portable electronic devices. Again, those two, if the devices are encrypted, we're not talking about it. Desktop computer, 20. Again, probably encryption would resolve that. Electronic medical records, 31. Other, 44. Paper and films, 90. Nobody should be doing that anymore. Email, 231. And network server, 268. Now, a lot of those network servers were the Blackboard uh, ransomware attack. 73 business associates, 70 health plans, 497 healthcare providers, in and two healthcare clearinghouses in 2020. Um, the California saw the most breaches at 51. 
Rhode Island only saw one, so good good job in Rhode Island, I guess. I guess there's a, a little bit of a push for HIPAA in Rhode Island. I'm not sure. I'm looking for my state here, Connecticut. I don't, oh, there it is, 19. We, we get, we're in the top 10, 10, 12. So we're, we're good at something, I guess. Um, not a good year at all, uh, but I think we're still yet to see the worst. I think 2021 is going to be the year we really see this ransomware stuff just devastate healthcare and probably other other verticals too. I would think financial, technology, uh, government. We're going to see it ramp up here in 2021 even more so. That's my opinion. I've been right so far. I said second half of 2020 was going to be really bad for ransomware and healthcare, and it certainly has been. That is going to do it for the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily for Wednesday. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.